Sorry about that. Uh, we'll have to restart that at the, at, at the appropriate time. And it isn't there yet. So welcome to today's Tax Talk. I am the producer of the show. <laughs> I take credit for all of that. Uh, my name is Attorney Stephen Leahy. We're going to talk about, today is uh, uh, Wednesday. It is October 20th, year of our Lord, 2021. And uh, last yesterday was Crypto Tuesday, so we didn't talk about the IRS. Uh, but on Monday, last Monday, we talked and we talked about the Treasury. There was a uh, op-ed, uh, more of a in the uh, Treasury Department, on the Treasury Department website. They have another one today and they're all doubling down. And you may have heard now that the, this bank reporting is really getting to be a, an issue. People are are focusing on it. And um, I didn't know the bank reporting would be such a, uh, become such a, uh, Scandal. I don't want to say it's a scandal, but let's say it's a uh, saga for sure. It's a, every day there's something new, and there until it gets passed, and there that's will continue until it gets passed. Um, but I wanted to let. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, won't you join us? <laughs> show. Uh, again, today's tax talk. And uh, our, our topic today is the Treasury doubles down, right? So they they are intent on getting this bank reporting requirement in the law and get it passed. And they are using every tool in their arsenal to do that. Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of it, they're being disingenuous, but that's something we could... We we can you know that's a matter of opinion on a lot of this, but let's let let's talk with again. Let's go right to this um, to this data sheet because uh, the or I should say the fact sheet. Um, so let's go into that because this is the Treasury doubles down, and the fact sheet tax compliance proposals will improve tax fairness. Well, you know, first off, I don't know if the Department of Treasury's job is for fairness, right? Uh, what is what is fairness after all? Uh, and uh, fairness while protecting taxpayer privacy. Well, the whole the whole uproar about the bank reporting is is the invite invasion of taxpayers' privacy. So let's see how they're going to protect ta taxpayers' privacy and uh, and improve tax. So let's let's go to the to the uh, story. This is a, a this is a press release released yesterday, October 19th. And so here it is. Uh, rates of tax compliance and this is what their this is their argument and this is and again, I will I will comment along about why I object or disagree with some of these points that they make. 
Rates of tax compliance in the United States are based in large part on the ways taxpayer accrued income. Those who receive their incomes that is reported on the, by a third-party source, such as wage, wage earners, exhibit near-perfect compliance rates on their salaries, since the, since the payer of the income also reports the income paid as a deduction. By contrast, taxpayers who accrued income in hard-to-trace ways exhibit much lower rates of compliance. They don't know this for a fact. They are basing this on some on some of their uh, audits, and those who audit are obviously more likely to have some problems than uh, than others. And so then they extrapolate ex- ex- those those numbers and say, "Well, see, during from our audits, we think that 15% of the people don't comply," and. Uh, and again, that's a guess. They don't know. It's a guess. Um, but that's, of course, the larger the number, the more it supports their position. Um, with no information that the IRS can use to, to detect noncompliance. Well, Americans, it's a law, right, that we have to be that we have to comply. And so when they're saying, you know, well, that nobody's we don't know if they're complying. Well, you have in our system of government, you're supposed to have probable cause that somebody's committing a crime before you have an access to private information. Ultimately, the difference in compliance has led to two-tiered system of tax administration in the U.S., whereby taxes are mandatory for wage earners and beneficiaries of federal programs like Social Security recipients, while other taxpayers have far more discretion over whether they pay their taxes. Actually, everybody has the same obligation to pay tax on all income from whatever source. That's the law. Uh, And what they're saying here is we already uh, invade everybody's privacy for wage earners, and that we get a near 100% because we're all over them and we won't let them, uh, and we are invade their privacy every day. And because we invade their privacy and we can't invade some other's privacy, the only fair thing to do is invi- invade everybody's privacy. That's the only fair thing to do is violate everybody's privacy. And again, I, I think that's a, that, that's a uh, slippery slope, in my opinion. Um, ultimately, the, so... Additionally, since less visible income streams accrue disproportionately to higher income taxpayers, and let's just be honest, higher taxpayers, uh, high income taxpayers pay the most in taxes, don't they? Okay, so I won't blink. There it is. And so I don't understand where the argument is that that because this is true, that somehow uh, that they're cheating. They pay the most in taxes, as it is. The only way to ensure that upper-income taxpayers pay what they owe is by giving the IRS the resources information required to close the tax gap. I've told you many times that the tax gap is their boogeyman that they've been using. Oh, we got to get the tax gap down. We got to get the tax gap down. And and uh, and again, this is it's a guess. They don't know what the tax gap is. As, as I said, they always re- reported it at 150, 150 billion, 200 billion. And now this year they're telling us it's a trillion dollars, four times what it's ever been reported, or at least three times what it's been reported. And so I don't know where those numbers come from. Again, the higher number supports their allegations or their, their position that everybody's a cheater. And the only fair thing to do is to stop the cheaters. And uh, again, they don't know this. They don't don't they don't have that that uh, it's a guess. Um, Okay, so Congress reviewed the administration's proposed tax compliance reform released in conjunction with the fiscal year. In response to considerations about scope, it has crafted a new approach to include an exemption for wage and salary earners and federal 
program beneficiaries under these advice, these, this advi- revised approach, uh, such earners can be completely carved out of the reporting structure. Uh, who? Those who already give them the information are carved out of the structure. I'm, I'm reading it again because I, and I've read this already, so uh, I don't understand. Under this revised approach, okay, so this is a well-reasoned modification. For American workers and retirees, the IRS already has this information and salary income and federal benefits they receive. The Treasury Department is supportive of Congress's tailoring of the compliance regime to shed light on income that is unreported to the IRS presently. Proposed task, I'm going back up to the top. Congress reviewed the administration's proposed task compliance reform released in conjunction with this year budget. In response to considerations about scope, it has crafted a new approach to include an exemption for wage and salary earners. Now, how would the bank know if you're a wage and salary earner? How would how would they know how to stop who to stop? And actually, I don't, uh, you know. Th- I, this is the that's the first I've heard that I haven't heard that from anybody. How does the but again whether it's whether it's uh, if it's an invasion of privacy it doesn't really matter if they only invade some some privacy some taxpayers' privacy or all the taxpayers' privacy, right? And if if it's not you then you know they're coming after you next. How does the financial reporting proposal work? Financial institutions and banks will add just two additional numbers to the information that they already supply to taxpayers and the IRS, the total amount of funds deposited in the account and the total amount withdrawn over the course of the year. As I pointed out before, what the the problem with this is, is when they look at those numbers, they can easily ask for all of it, right? So it's it's not just that. That's just the initial reporting. After they get those numbers, then they can, then they will ask for more. And that's the that's the violation. It's a, a violation of privacy. Um, so then, the rationale for this reform is that the IRS can use this additional aggregate information to focus its enforcement efforts on the wealthy taxpayer. No, they're not. It's not just wealthy people. With all improved with an improved ability to identify tax evasion and to decrease audits of complaint to comp, compliant taxpayers, misinformation. In the months since the administration compliance proposal was released, though these reforms have been subject to widespread mis- mischaracterization. One prominent misconception concerns whether banks will have to report individual transactions to the IRS. The financial reporting proposal does not include reporting on individual transactions of any amount. Instead, banks would add two additional, di- as they already said. But how would this information be useful? And again, it doesn't really matter how it's useful. I, I always like that it the the uh, the analogy is you know if we let the the police come into everybody's home and look around our crime rate would probably go down and those who commit crimes are probably more likely not to commit crimes because they they're under investigation or they're under scrutiny all the time as all of us are with the IRS but that doesn't that doesn't mean somehow you don't have fourth amendment rights because it would be better for the for the uh, law enforcement easier for law enforcement to find uh criminals if we violate their fourth amendment rights you know and that's exactly what's at at, at issue here it, it even if they could catch every tax evader uh it wouldn't be worth the price of our of our freedom and our privacy it's just not it's it's just it's against our principles and it's against the constitution okay so imagine this this is one of my favorite examples i they've changed the example from last Monday, because the last Monday example uh, was a dollar. 
and now they made it to $10,000. Imagine a taxpayer who reports $10,000 in income. And again, on, on Monday, that the, the article was they reported a dollar. Uh, but it has $10 million, and it was only a million in inflows and <laughs> in outflows. Now it says of flows in and out. See, they changed the language. You see how they do this? But it has $10 million of flows in and out. These, what what says in the proposal and in the bill, it says inflows and outflows. It doesn't say flows in and out. Okay, so again, plural. It doesn't say one number. It doesn't say that uh, of their bank account. Having this summary information will help flag the IRS with when high income people under report their income and underpay their tax obligations. This will help the IRS target its enforcement activities. Again, that that example is just ludicrous. It's 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 not even. It's, it's not even helpful. A second misconception is that all Americans will be swept under the greater IRS scrutiny as a result of the compliance. In reality, many financial accounts are already reported to the IRS, including every bank account that earns at least $10 in interest. They just tell them what the interest is. They don't tell them what's in the bank account. They don't tell them the inflows and outflows. And all American workers, much more detailed information reporting exists. So again, here's the argument. We already, we already invade everybody else's privacy why shouldn't we invade? Why shouldn't we invade this other's your privacy? Right? We already invade all their privacy. Why can't we do more? Why shouldn't we do more? We, it's just it's not fair that we can invite, invade their privacy and not and not do it more to them because they're going to get their bank statements too and all the others who they who they aren't invading their privacy right now. So again, it's a it's a disingenuous argument. Under the current proposal, fiscal accounts with money flowing in and out that totals less than $10,000 annually are not subject to any additional reporting. Again, they're just changing this number to $10,000. But think about your own bank account. Does your bank account have more than $10,000 go in and out every year? Very few does. I asked my son and he's, well, you know, he was in college, so he wasn't working. So he barely made $10,000. So, But he did make $10,000. So it would it wouldn't sweep him in too. But most of us working, $10,000, of course it's gonna, you're going to have $10,000 going in and out of your bank account. Of course you are. And that's almost everybody. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a third misconception concerns raising taxes on workers. It cannot be emphasized enough that this proposal does not involve raising taxes. No, it doesn't raise the tax rate. And yes, it's, as I already mentioned, as I already mentioned on this, okay, every, all income from whatever source is already taxable. So it's already taxable. So when they're saying, well, it doesn't raise taxes, that's true. My, and so now here's my analogy also. Is, is it, the law says you're supposed to go 55 miles an hour on the Edens. Right? Some, most, some, most of the Edens is, is 55 miles an hour. If I go 56, should, should I get a ticket? If I go 57, should I get a ticket? If I go 60, should I get a ticket? Actually, that's exactly what they're saying here. You know, it, yes, every dollar that you get is taxable. But if I don't report a, a dollar, is that is that a crime? Is it wrong? Should we stop that? Should we should we give up all of our privacy so that dollar is also taxed, the thirty three cents? I mean, wh at what point do is it is it intru too intrusive to if we pulled everybody off over that was going fifty six? And anybody in Chicago already knows this. If you're doing six miles an hour over now, they're giving you a ticket. How do you feel about that? You think that's fair? You think that's right? You think that's the way our laws ought to be interpreted? Well, the law says 35, you did 40, 41. You, the law says 25, you did 31. 
is that is that the way is that a fair uh, prosecution of our of our laws? I, I'd say it isn't. This proposal was designed to ensure that taxpayers do not have to to take any action at all. No, we already know everything. So you don't have to do anything. We are we will get every dollar, every dollar that we claim, whether it's true or not, because it's not. And when I'm a wage earner, it's pretty clear that all those wages are are taxable. But anything goes in and out of my bank account, not clear that it's taxable, is it? If I get a gift from somebody and use their use their um, uh, unbelievable numbers that they say exaggerate or extremes. So my you know, my parents give me one hundred thousand dollars as a gift. Uh, it goes in my bank account. I'm good. Do I get audited for that? Do I have to explain to the IRS why my parents gave me $100,000, whether it's taxable or not? Is it any of their business? Why? I'd say, my, I say no, it isn't any of their business. Uh, ultimately, these efforts are focused on addressing tax evasion by shedding. And, and again, I'm going to go back to this. If Should we give up all of our Fourth Amendment rights so we can lower crime? You know, I, I you know, is that where we are? Will it lower crime if we give up our Fourth Amendment rights? Absolutely, it will. You know, and that's what they're talking about. Our, we should give up our First Amendment rights because some some people might mis, misinform. What the government says is misinformation. Many would say that this is an opinion. You know, uh, and so is that the way we are now? That we, you know, that that we're going to give up our First Amendment rights because to stop any inform, misinformation? You know, I I don't think that's really what the intent is. But it is important to clear about facts. Under the versions of the proposal uh, before Congress, no additional information needs to be reported to the IRS about American workers. <laughs> this is this just if this change it changed yesterday, and because they know that it's going under, and so they're trying to say, well, we're not going to we're not going to invade your privacy today. So let us invade everybody else's privacy. We'll get we'll get to you tomorrow because that's what's going to come. You think that 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 it's not, but it is. Any additional information needs to be reported to the IRS about American workers. Further, further audit rates will not rise relative to recent years for any taxpayer who makes less than four. How do they know that? Of course it will. Of course it will rise. Does that mean that then what they're doing here uh, by reporting that on anybody under makes less than $40,000, if they find discrepancies in what's reported and what's not, they won't go after them and audit them? Of course they will. Oh, this is, it, it just infuriates me. You know, and again here, the Democrats, here's my my next story. Democrats pitch scaled down U.S. bank tax reporting requirement. And as and this was, uh, this was reported yesterday, I believe, October 19th. But here's a story. Here's a story from a month ago that said Democrats to raise cap on Biden's IRS transaction because they pulled it out of the bill more than a month ago. And then, and they said they were going to pull the six hundred dollar cap. So they've been, they haven't told anybody really about, you know. So they be keep going on the six hundred dollar cap. So right at the last minute, they can turn around and say, "See, okay, we won't do, uh, we won't do a six hundred dollar cap. We're going to do a, uh, let's do a, uh, let's do a ten thousand dollar cap, and let's not do it to everybody. Let's do it to some people. See, and again, they've known this for over a month that this can't pass." But they keep going on about it, and now it's now all of a sudden they're telling you, oh, how they gave something up, and they didn't because they gave it up over a month ago. But they keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Uh, one more story. What's this story now? Oh, this is a, a story fr- from 
This is a story from the American Thinkers. Uh, com, AmericanThinker.com. And I thought it was interesting. Decoding the proposed new invasion, uh, invasive IRS $600 bank reporting rule. Um, the right to privacy, and I, I don't want to do it, go into this, but I think it's important, some of this. The right to privacy is a fundamental human right in any democratic country. It is also recognized by the UN Declaration of Human Rights, the Inter- International Covenant of Civil and Political Rights, and many other international and regional treaties. Beyond the laws and proclamations, the right to privacy is rooted in the citizen's inherent right to dignity. In a democracy, the state is subordinate to the citizen. Hence, the government must respect the rights of and dignity of the citizen. The citizen has the right to withhold information that he or she deems unsuitable for public consumption, provided that he, the information is not related to any criminal activity. It doesn't have to always be highly sensitive salary or health records. A citizen may not want public to know that he or she, the the history of the frivolous videos watched on YouTube. This is a right that cannot be violated. Confidentiality is closely related to privacy. While privacy pertains to the person, confidentiality pertains to information. The process of and the obligation to keep a transaction document private and secret, confidential. The right to withhold information, medical information from others. At the very top of this list among kinds of information that deserves to be confidential are bank records and financial transaction information. However, the new House Reconciliation Bill, we already know this, this is obviously highly invasive. When asked whether the IRS has a means to collect more information about taxpayers and bank accounts, including cash flows, well, of course they do. Right now, on every bank account that earns more than $10 a year in interest, the banks report the interest earned to the IRS. That's part of the information base that includes W-2s and reports of dividends and other income the taxpayers earns. So the collection of information is routine. And again, this goes back to my, you know, just because they violate our rights all over the board, we should expand that violation of rights. If we expand that violation of rights, is that the end of it? Or is it just more? Is more coming down the road? Of course more is coming down the road. The, the first and easiest way to increase tax revenues is by reducing tax rates and gratuitous regulations that encumber businesses. So, and I, so what is the real objective? It is likely that the government will selectively apply this invasive law, not only to target groups that they consider their political challengers, but individuals as well. All the government has to do is dig through the transactions of groups they consider their adversaries, such as the Republican Party or President Trump's campaign or any major gun dealer. This will enable them not only to learn about the organization accepting the donations, but the individuals donating. And we've seen what this goes in in, in California when they release this information and people are canceled because they gave to a, a cause that others don't want. Quite soon, they will system, they can systematically target those donors in various ways. The government certainly has to the wherewithal to do it. It must be remembered that under Obama, and this is the, 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 the saga, Okay, so I, I'm not going to get into too much of that. I, I really want to read this this article. I think it's important. I think you could go to the um, to AmericanThinker.com and see a, get a copy of that article. I think it's important. Uh, you know, I think it's it, to read it. So go to AmericanThinker.com, read that article. Uh, I I think it's important. It's again, it's a it's a we have the right to financial privacy act today. Let's keep that act. Let's let's uh, let's object to this strenuously. 
Let's not let them pull a fast one on us. Oh, you know, that they've known for months now that they couldn't get this passed. Yet it's only on the 11th hour that they come up and say, oh, we're, we're going to change it to this now. Why didn't they say that uh, 30 days ago when they knew they couldn't get it passed? Because then people would, would be objecting to it more. Now they're, they're trying to cut the objection low instead of having a, vi- a vigorous debate about what's the proper role. Anyway, that's what I think. So I, I don't. So I hope you, if you think the same way, then uh, welcome. If you don't, that you're welcome too. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you watching. But uh, so now remember, if you're fighting the IRS, the best thing to do is get a copy of my book. Deal with your IRS problem today. Go to freeirsbook.com. Get a copy of my book. Deal with your IRS problem today. If you go there and you don't pay, if you pay. Uh, I, I ask for a small fee for shipping and handling. If you don't want to pay a, a physical book, put your name and number in. Don't give your credit card information, and I'll make sure you get a cop, you get a, a admission into our membership site that has every chapter in Word format, PDF format, audio format, and then a summary of each and every chapter by me in in a video. So go to freeirsbook.com. Thanks so much. Uh, remember, like and subscribe. Uh, like and subscribe to our to our channel to our site uh we'd appreciate it so thanks so much appreciate you spending the time with me here today and um look for look forward to seeing you again tomorrow